but being able to say where I am right now doesn't have to be like what my ancestors lived with. I get to stretch the standard. I get to say for myself now that just enough is too little. I get to say that abundance and plenty and limitlessness is the new standard for me and for the people who come after me. Welcome to the Goddess Talk Podcast, a platform inspiring you to remember your power, step into your divine purpose, and activate your most fulfilling, abundant life. Join me and my guests for conversations around spirituality, self-development, wellness, women's empowerment, and soul-led business. I'm so grateful to have you with me. Let's jump in. Hello beauties, welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast or welcome if it is your first time here and listening. I am popping in to record a little intro to this week's interview with Rebecca Wiener McGregor, who is so freaking special. It was so fun to have her on the show. It was juicy. We got deep. We were both left in goosebumps multiple times and so I have confidence this is really going to land for many of you who tune in. So we talk about why suffering feels safe to our precious human selves and how we can be aware of that and honor that and still choose to raise our standards beyond that to start to allow in more to start to allow in thriving and joy and desire and what it really means to be a receiver in this life and how we can begin to really open to and trust the flow of life especially for those of us who have felt like life was against us or have felt like it wasn't safe to do so in the past. We also talk about finding the holiness, the purity, the innocence in our longing for more and giving ourselves permission to claim more for ourselves, our lives, our families, our impact, our businesses without guilt or shame or wrongness while still being aware of the expanded choice that we have in this lifetime and holding those that came before us who didn't have as much choice in the highest reverence and honor. And then lastly, Rebecca shares with us her zone of genius, which is all about women and wealth. The sacredness of women holding wealth, of women creating impact through their wealth, and the importance as spiritual people, especially, of releasing our money blocks so that we can use money to amplify our gifts, our mission, our voice, and also our love, our generosity, our service, our compassion with the world. So, 
That is this week's episode. I invite you to listen with an open heart. We definitely speak about some things that might be a little bit edgy, that might stretch you a little bit, but just know that this was recorded with the highest intention for service. So I'm going to leave it there. I will catch you in the next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast. I'm here today with Rebecca Wiener-McGregor, who is an amplifier of love and a catalyst for breakthroughs. She shares her gifts as a transformational hypnotist and money mindset coach committed to helping visionary women live their truth, step into their divine purpose, and create the life of their dreams. So much resonance with everything that happens on this podcast. I'm so looking forward to this connection. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. Thank you so much, Kristen. I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk today. So to begin, will you tell us briefly about your story and how you began this work, especially this work around amplifying love and catalyzing breakthroughs? I'm super curious to hear how it all came to be. It's a long winding road, so I'll try to make it brief. Like all of our stories are long winding roads, right? Um, very much began with a situation happening when I was young, um, going through traditional therapy and just there were some pieces missing like for our family. Still love traditional therapy, no digs against it, but there was something missing for what was needing to change for us. And this journey led me to get my psych degree. I was going to become a psychiatrist. What a silly, silly person I was at that time, because that is not for me at all. Um, but it led me into this place where I was working in banking, if you can believe it, like so on the other side of the spectrum from where I am now. And the divine sent me this best friend who started learning about hypnosis and asked me about that. And he encouraged me to sign up for it, to learn about it because he thought it'd be really amazing and that I could do amazing things with it. He was absolutely right, by the way, but he was going to sign up with me. And the only reason I said yes at that time in my life was because he was going to do it with me because I had horrific social anxiety. And he ditched me and I went and did it all by what? myself, which was totally uncharacteristic of me to do. And I started saying yes to things. And during that training, then I healed my social anxiety. I moved forward into working with clients not long after that, um, really dove into it being my full-time job. And then working with lots of beautiful entrepreneur women who come to me and say things like, I know the reason I'm not successful is because of my belief systems and these blocks that I have. And so I need to heal these blocks and I need to get rid of this anxiety. I need to get rid of this panic and this rage and this underlying sadness that's been plaguing my life. And I want to be set free. And so that's what I've been doing for 17 years. And over the last about eight to 10 years, it's really developed into helping women see their value understanding that they can be financially independent themselves, create wealth themselves, 
um, all with the power of their mind, their energy, and their own actions. They don't need to rely on anyone else. You get to rely on other people. You don't have to. Mm. Uh, yes. yes, 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 yes. And such just divine time that we're having this conversation. I know I was telling you before we hit record that I've really been seeing recently how important it is during this time in history for women to be stepping into their independence, to be stepping into their sovereignty, to be holding wealth for themselves. And also because of the way that we can circulate wealth consciously into yes. the collective and I know we'll talk more about that a little bit later in this conversation, but just confirmation that we're totally meant to be having this conversation. Perfect. Today. Perfect. So I really want to begin with you on this, this piece around suffering and kind of why so many of us find ourselves in chronic suffering and why it can feel like such a challenge to move beyond the space of bare minimum or suffering and to really move into the space of our deepest desired reality in this lifetime. So can you speak a little bit about why suffering feels safe and why so many of us kind of find ourselves in a place of suffering continuously throughout our lives? It's so rooted in what our brain needs. And our brain really, its only job is to keep us safe. Many of you have probably heard that before, right? The brain wants to keep us safe. It does not give a flying fig if you are happy. It is your spirit that wants happiness. So staying in suffering means staying in pain that is known. And there is comfort in that knowing. I know what this suffering feels like. I know what staying in this relationship feels like, even though it sucks. Even though I don't know what's going to happen when my partner walks through the door, even though I don't know what's going to happen if I stop walking on eggshells and speak my truth about things. Even, and it's, this job is what I know. This career path is what I know. You know, how many times have you talked to someone who's like, I'm just not fulfilled in my work anymore, but I'm tied to my every other Friday paycheck and this suffering is what I know. What if I go try something else and that doesn't work out? What if that's not my thing? So because our brain loves the familiar and it loves the same, we keep on the same treadmill or hamster wheel or whatever you want to, however you want to visualize it, staying in the same place because that is safe. It is truly safe. The key to switching all of this out is being willing to feel the uncomfortable feelings and getting comfortable with discomfort because that will make you more confident. That will help you to make calculated risks. It will help you be set free from the things that are holding you in place because you're afraid to feel the deep pain or the deep discomfort of the movement and the change. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. I love that you said this piece of the mind desires safety, the mind desires familiarity, yet it's the soul, it's the spirit that desires fulfillment and joy. Right. And so there are these two desires that can often be in conflict of each other. And so if we're not aware that there's a conflict there, then we're just going to keep attracting in that default of safety familiarity 
So it's like, we have to make that conscious so we can shift into the joy space, the freedom space, the radical fulfillment space. Yes. So will you say more, Rebecca, about what it looks like to raise our standards or to advocate for our authentic desires when often the world tells us that they're not available to us or it encourages denying ourselves of what we truly want. It tells us that that is selfish or it's wrong. And also when we're so used to accepting next to nothing, bare minimums, what does it look like to really claim what we know on some level within us is meant for us and is our truth? That's so juicy, isn't it? It's like the key to everything. (laughs) Right. I mean, we, most of us who are listening to this podcast recognize the patriarchy's role in having the, the mother, the homemaker, do a lot with a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Take that meal, stretch it, take these coupons, stretch the budget. You just have this much to deal with. You have, you know, all these, we've witnessed it in our mothers, our grandmothers. We've witnessed it in our friends. We've witnessed it in places we didn't even know we were learning things, but when we witness things, we learn them. And we think that this becomes the way it is, that this seeing this means that that's the way it is. And many of us have encountered that over and over in our lives where we've seen people do so much with so little that that becomes the expectation. And then so little is the ordinary. So little is the norm. So little is the standard and so little is safe. So then when we talk about, I just got waves of goosebumps, like somebody's, this is really going to hit somebody. It's going to retouch their heart. Mm-hmm. When we witness over and over, so little being the accepted standard that when we want to step out of it because our spirit is calling us for more, more impact, more wealth, whatever it is, that that becomes unsafe because it's unlike what we've witnessed. It's unlike what we've seen our mother's do and our grandmothers do and our friends do and it's natural for us to want to be like the people we love the most I respect my mother and so it's natural for me to want to be like her and have her standards or my friend or my grandmother or my friend's mother or whoever and witnessing their feelings of success doing so much with so little tells us that that is what success feels like And we get to move beyond that. We get to say, we're not the daughters and the granddaughters and the great granddaughters of women living through the depression, having to do so much with so little. And that is me speaking from my whiteness and my white privilege, but being able to say where I am right now doesn't have to be like what my ancestors lived with. I get to stretch the standard. I get to say for myself now that just enough is too little. I get to say that abundance and plenty and limitlessness is the new standard 
for me and for the people who come after me. I get to choose and it really becomes a choice, doesn't it? Of saying, these are the standards, really noticing these are the standards I've had. And this takes practice and awareness and a building of the awareness, of course, that this, this is a standard that I've had where I've accepted so little. I've said yes to so little, whether it's money, uh, love from a partner, respect from a partner, um, partnership from a partner, from a job, from your team, whatever it is. I've accepted little from these people, from these situations. And I want to start to stretch that and making more safe, making plenty safe, making limitless safe and the new standard. Don't you find too that there is almost like a grieving process for those who came before that didn't have as much choice, that didn't have as much freedom. And so we, we get to grieve that. We get to, to be in that grief and that longing with them. And we still get to choose now for ourselves. We can hold yes. multiple things at once. Yes. How beautifully put that we get to, we get to love them. We get to honor their feeling, their, their path. We get to honor that these were the standards that felt good and right to them. Who knows what they were dealing with from before that, right? And to be in a place of honoring who they were when they were doing that, not a place of judgment. It's not a place of judgment at all. Where it's just noticing, loving, and grieving if we must. Often when I work with clients who are breaking generations of trauma, breaking generations of um, scarcity, breaking generations of pain and abuse. When they grieve, they grieve their whole family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The tears are not just for them. The sobs are not just for them. There is a release for the whole family. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say again that we don't, none of it is wrong, right? right. Like our, our, our choice to declare more for our lives is not wrong. Their, their choice, those that we love's choice in the past was them choosing what they thought with their level of awareness, with what was happening in their world would be the best for them and those around them. Absolutely. And so none of it is wrong. We, all of it can be embraced and honored with yes. total reverence. Thank you for emphasizing that because when I said no judgment, that is the heart of what I meant, right? That they're, that they were doing the best they could with the resources they had. And our resources, my resources are different your resources are different. And if there is a longing for you to have more, your higher self is leading you to more, right? If there is a desire for something different, your higher self is leading you to the next place, the next level, the next, the next 
uh, rewrite of the standards of your family. Mm. And that can be really loving, but that is, that is your step. That is your, um, dare I say, responsibility in your family line to answer that call for more. Oh, yes. It's like where you are is not your fault, but where you're going is your responsibility. Yes. Beautiful. That is like serious goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I love that you talked about the longing is coming from soul. I think that there's work for all of us to do around where desire truly originates from as well. So many of us have the idea that our longing for more, our desire for more, that it's this ego thing and it makes us wrong. It makes us a bad person or it's, it's not pure. So there's work to do in purifying the desires that we have, seeing them as innocent, seeing them as divine. And that alone, that perspective shift alone creates so much more space in our field to receive what we are truly here to receive. So that piece is hugely important work for us to do as well. It is, it is. And many of us have feelings attached to the word work. Okay. So it doesn't have to be grinding, painful. It can be effort and practice. That is the work it is the, the effort and the practice, the attention that you get it, that you give it is the work. Don't try, don't avoid it. Try not to avoid it because it sounds like hard grinding work. It's simply becoming, it's simply coming to a place where this routine of practice, this routine of awareness is underscoring your whole life. Mm -hmm. You get to tune in to what's happening with you all the time. And you're in this beautiful relationship with yourself as you continue to grow and build that relationship, that gets to be this underscoring, this goes along with you everywhere that you go and everything that you wanna do, this relationship goes with it, helping you to cultivate all the other things that you have desire for in your life. Mm. Thank you for saying that. And I, I so agree, especially as, as women, you know, the feminine, the feminine way of work, it really is, I love the word devotion. It's really this devotion to our expansion. It's a devotion to our ultimate highest truth. Yes. And that's all that the work needs to be. Yes. So beautiful. I love that word devotion. Mm-hmm. It really speaks to the respect and the sacredness of the self, the spirit, and the journey. Yeah. Mm. So good. So before we move more specifically into money and wealth, I just want to ask, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about kind of moving into a space of receptivity, what that feels like, Uh, what that shift entails when we've been in this space of kind of chasing and and begging and pushing or even working, that word working or efforting so hard, hustling so hard to make things happen. What does it feel like to come into the space of allowing and receiving 
um, when it, you know, whether it's a higher standard, desire, um, whatever it may be. Let's have a little fun with this. Just imagine if you're imagining that everything is for us, right? And imagine everyone around you wanting to give to you in some way that this place of receiving is receiving love, is receiving money and um, source. The divine wants to use these people as conduits for you to receive. This Everything comes from source through everything else. So it gets to be fun to let people give us gifts and that everything gets to be a gift. That penny I found on my own property in the grass yesterday gets to be a gift, a message of abundance for me. Mm-hmm. That um, new opportunity that's come to you in, in the form of a new job or a new business or something like that, that someone has told you about, that gets to be a gift, an opportunity for you to use your discernment. When someone wants to just pay for your lunch, And you allowing that without thinking, oh, I'll make sure I get their lunch next time we see them. Mm. Yes, we can do beautiful things for other people, but we get to allow ourselves to receive gifts constantly through other people. It's all coming through other things, which makes it, if we are really in love with the idea that the universe is limitless and that everything comes from source in the universe and that there is no too much in a limitless universe and every opportunity that we have to receive gets to be fun and joyful whether it is a compliment whether it is a you know a letter in the mail uh, an email a, a message some little thing just allowing people to give to us and practicing first with like those really simple, basic things like receiving a compliment without explaining it away, receiving help without pushing it off or assuming the person thinks that we're weak because they want to help us may just be the only thing, the only way that they can see to add to our journey right now. And Yes, we do this all within our standards, right? We can filter and decide who we want to receive from via our standards. But allowing source and the divine and the universe to give to us through every source possible, every every opportunity possible, without it only having to come in one way or the ways in the past that we thought were suitable. Like I used to think the only way abundance could come to me was my every other Friday paycheck. Mm -hmm. Then I started my own business and I thought, well, the only way that that wealth can come to me is, you know, through, um, through my clients. And I would think the only way I can find more money is to have a business and work with more clients and, push myself and and make space for more clients and then I'll have more wealth. But wealth comes from all sources through, through all that we allow. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's like, you know, the way I've come to understand this is we're either open or we're closed. Right. There's really no in between. And right. the reason that we close is it goes back to protection. It's we, we, we're not trusting that what's happening is for us. Mm-hmm. So we close. And we, we think when we close that we're like, okay, I'm, I'm protecting myself from the bad stuff. I'm only available for the good stuff, but it doesn't work like that. If we're closed, we're closed. Right. And if we're closed, we can't receive from anyone or from the universe, everything that we, it's, we have to create everything from our effort, from our hustle, from our work, from our begging, from our pushing. And often that just keeps it even further away from us because our system isn't aligned with actually having, it's aligned with begging. Absolutely. And desperation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's moving the other When we're closed, we're closed. Like you said, we're closed to everything. I like to think of if you build a wall to block out the rain, it also blocks out the sunshine. Mm-hmm. And that's a very simple concept. But when you when you block, when you close to receiving, you and you shift into chasing, pushing, grinding, chasing, 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 then it's almost as if you've turned your back on the flow. Yeah. It's how I think of it in my mind. If I'm in a chasing mode, if there's some wild goal that I have that is not about inspiration, it's about motivation or it's about comparison or something like that, it's almost like I can feel my body turning my back on the flow in search of this thing that I purely want for ego. Mm -hmm. And when I just reposition myself, I get to open up to that flow again. And I get to to be in a place of love and receiving and allowing and openness and trusting and trusting myself that I'm making the right decisions by allowing this to be received. So when I said having fun with it, it is an experiment. It is practice. It, I mean, everything's an experiment. Everything, every, everything's an experiment, isn't it? Where we get to get to have some play with it. It doesn't have to be always so serious. It can feel very dire when we're feeling closed off and simple shifts in our thinking and simple shifts in our energy along with that thinking can open us right up. Mm-hmm. And usually it's releasing the judgment. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit then about some of the reasons that we close specifically around wealth and specifically as spiritual women. This is so very juicy. Spiritual women. (laughs) Spiritual women, the ones that I've worked with, not all, these are not absolutes. I don't speak in absolutes, but spiritual women who have this deep love for the divine in the universe don't want to be takers. They want to be givers. Very often they're visionaries. They're the ones who see problems before um, or see solutions before problems have been identified. They want to aid the shift of the consciousness, right? They want to help so much that it becomes so much about giving 
that receiving feels uncomfortable. Receiving feels um, the opposite of spiritual. Receiving feels untrusting of the universe. Like if I'm open to receiving and I'm, I'm going to focus on receiving, then I'm not trusting that I'm being taken care of, mm-hmm. which is really kind of a fine line on that one. And when we're using our spiritual gifts to help people, then it's natural for many of us to think, well, this was a gift from God. I can't charge for it. This was a gift from the divine. This was given to me by the universe. It would be, it would be greedy to charge for it. These are just a couple of the ways that we mix up our minds to say that us working our, our path and our impact and our purpose and our mission means that we have to struggle to pay our bills. We have to be um, poor from the giving. There's, for some people, there's great joy in that even. Um, it's maybe not joy, it's a, it's a um, disguised, it's, it's joy, but it's, but it's a disguise of fear saying that, oh, I'm, I, I need to have, you know, do something because I don't have the money to pay my bills this month because I've spent all this time giving, that this makes me honorable. Mm-hmm. These, these are very talented, loving, open people who block themselves from feeling the wealth that they want everyone else to feel. And wealth is not, it's not checking the box. It's not saying, it's not checking your idea, your idea and your occupation for whether or not you get to be wealthy. The universe has no limits. So there's no limit to the people who can be wealthy. There is no limit to your desires because there is no limit to the universe. You can have every thing that you want that feels good and right and natural to you because we have a limitless source. We don't have to place fences on it. We don't have to place limits on it. We don't have to justify our wealth. And because of the conversation we had earlier where we've witnessed people doing a lot with a little or struggling with their little bit, that we've come to this place where some spiritual people, especially spiritual entrepreneurs, come to a place where they almost have to justify their wealth to their family and their friends by saying, I'm going to, I'm giving it all away. I'm, you know, I'm helping so many people. You're allowed to keep it. You're allowed to accumulate it. You're allowed to do whatever feels good and right and natural to you. Mm -hmm. So listening to you speak, what's really coming through is this, this threat that ties all of these blocks together. And it's really believing that we live in a 
limited universe. Right. That there is, that the world is inherently based on lack. Exactly. And of course, that's not the ultimate truth, but we have so much conditioning around this. We've gotten really good at buying into this idea of lack in all parts of our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's everywhere. We've been hypnotized everywhere to believe that lack is the way or the limits are the way. We have these beautiful folds in our brain that just hold on to beliefs so tightly and cause us to believe in our, in our fears instead of knowing that there's something past the fear, the fear that, you know, this, the fear being, it is limited. What if I ask for too much? What if I am too much? What if I'm not deserving? What if I'm not worthy of it? What if I, what if it will make me bad? What if it will make me greedy? What if it will turn me into a jerk? What if I become rich and I realize the truth is that rich people are jerks? And what if, what if, what if all these bad fears around money come true? What if I get it and my whole life falls apart? It's not the way the universe works. It's not the way your worthiness works. You are worthy because you are here. You were chosen to be here. That means you are worthy. And coming to believe and practicing in this belief that the universe is limitless, source is limitless, then why wouldn't it be for you? There is no other answer to the equation. Like I said, I don't usually speak in absolutes. There's no other answer to the equation. If you are worthy because you exist and the universe is limitless, then you can have whatever you want that feels good and right and natural to you. Mm. You can feel that. Like as you're, I feel that in my body, whether it's 1% of your system on some level, there's a recognition that that is truth. Yes. And this is why it's so heartbreaking to see so many gifted, talented, beautiful women with beautiful intentions to serve the world to heal the collective that are struggling and that can't receive and that are that are consumed so much of their energy is consumed by survival how am i going to pay my bills where am i going to live you know how am i going to get through this next launch if only this many people sign up like when our attention is not meant to be there. Our attention is meant to be on our gifts, on how we're serving others, on our impact, on our message. And if we're in survival, we can't show up fully to our mission. Right. So do you have anything else you want to say to that? Like just the power of gifted spiritual women who are here with a mission holding wealth. What is the power of that? And and why is that so important for ourselves and also for our communities, our clients and the world at large? Hmm. It's, it's, it's massive. Let's, let's bring attention to that survival mode one more time. Okay. Because while I don't want people to be in survival mode, that is where many people are, right? They, and they'll find their way out as is right for them. It's not my, it's not my journey. It's not my judgment. 
But if you are feeling like you are in survival mode right now, and you're pushing to take care of your clients, you're pushing your, to practice your mission, I want you to hear me from a very loving place. When you are in survival mode, your gifts are not being given at their full capacity. You're not giving 100% when you're with your client, when you're working your spirituality. You may feel like you're giving 100% of your energy to that thing, but there's so much more that can happen when you feel in a healthy place, financially, emotionally, physically, spiritually, when all of those things are really in alignment with your connections, your relationships, all of it, then the, your capacity to share your gifts and make a deeper impact expands. So it's like when you are in survival mode, you're pouring your gifts through a filter. When you get into a place where you're not in survival mode anymore, you are in the devotion mode and the practicing and the efforting. There's no filter. The gifts flow so much more easily. It's not as much work to share your gifts. And when you are not charging what you need to be charging, when you are not believing that you can charge for your gifts, when you are not receiving from giving those gifts, you are placing yourself at an, a place of imbalance. And what happens to that is it shuts off your capacity to make a greater impact because you're tired, you're exhausted, putting all of this energy into survival that you're not serving your clients to the depth that you want. You're not able to expand your imagination to think of how you can serve more people with less energy expenditure and create more wealth for yourself. And with that wealth, women are time and time again studied that they give to their families, they give to their communities, they give to the programs that are in alignment with their values. They help to move the world forward because we're the nurturers, right? Mostly we're the nurturers. So we give where we believe, but if we have nothing to give, those places, those things are not being impacted in the way that they could be. Yes. That charity that you love to give to, that you give your $50 or $100 or $1,000, what if by allowing yourself to receive, by loving yourself in a new way, allowing yourself to receive and feeling that worthiness, that you're able to give them $10,000 a month, $100,000 a month, because you've allowed your wealth to expand, your reach to expand, this wave of energy that you call your healing, impacting more people, allowing more love to and respect and gratitude to come to you through those people from source as a form of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And then you get to share it however you want. Keep some for yourself and share where you feel drawn to share. Because it is not just about giving. 
when you have talents and gifts, it's not just about giving, it's about allowing yourself to receive for those so that you can further your impact. I want to go back as well to this idea of hard work that's come up several times throughout our mm -hmm. conversation and offer a, a couple questions. One question would be, you know, what if it wasn't about how hard you worked? Because so many, so, for so many of us, our gifts come so naturally. So what if it wasn't charging based on how, how hard you were working, but it was simply seeing, witnessing the value, the infinite value of your divine gifts. Yes. And charging for that. Yes. Whether they come effortlessly, doesn't matter, or you, you know, worked hard, that's not what we're talking about here. Can you witness the value and charge that? And the other thing, the other question that I want to ask the listeners is, are you willing to see what a contribution it is to give your clients, your community, the opportunity to invest in themselves by letting money flow to you. And when you're undercharging, you're depriving others of actually being able to take a stand for themselves and invest money into their growth and their evolution. Absolutely. So it gets to be this mutually beneficial thing. I think that's another sort of paradigm to break is that with money, there's always, it goes back to this threat of lack. If someone is receiving, the other person is depleting, but it's not that way anymore. We're moving into a space where we all get to give and receive simultaneously. Yes. And yes. just to, you know, speak to this, the power of women holding wealth, Again, this is so important right now. There is so much masculine wealth and, and there's nothing wrong with masculine wealth, but it is time to bring more balance. It is time for feminine wealth to balance out the playing field on the planet. And as Rebecca said, that when, when there is feminine wealth, it flows into communities, into families, into beautiful causes. And that is part of the change and healing that's needed right now. Absolutely. And witnessing, letting other people witness your wealth. Let other people witness your success and your joy at receiving. Goes back to the very beginning of what we were talking about. That you get to teach someone unconsciously and they get to learn unconsciously that receiving is beautiful, that it completes the loop, that it is right and good to receive and allow, not just something that you get to do on your birthday or on special occasions, but every day you get to receive in some way. And that is our natural state, our whole, yes. our whole being is a massive receiver. We're receiving messages, we're receiving wisdom, we're receiving emotions. That's our natural state. Right. And when we're closed, we're disconnected from our nature. Yes. And when we're closed, we'll often put ourselves in that hard work place where working becomes, hard working 
becomes necessary because we don't believe we're worthy of receiving unless we're doing that. Mm-hmm. When we're open, we get to connect with what you were talking about earlier, the transformation that other people receive by working with us. When we're open, we see that we are a necessary part of their journey as well, holding a space for them, holding a frequency of healing for them, that they need a place to invest to invest in themselves and where they're we're the place to invest. Mm-hmm. And when we're closed, we turn our back to the, the flow of life, the flow of all that is, the flow of the universe, just as you said yeah. so perfectly. Openness is way more fun. Totally. <laughs> well, this has been such a lovely conversation. I always end with one closing question, the same one that I ask every guest on the show. And that is if you could either give your younger self or the listeners one piece of closing advice or one closing message, what would you say? Raise your standards. That piece of advice, raise your standards. When you raise your standards, you're operating from love more. You're operating from trust more. That's what I would tell my younger self. Raise your standards, love yourself more, see yourself as a worthy being that you are, that you can have more and better and great. Yes. And that's when we're living from that truth place. Yes. Truth with a capital T, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So good. Tell everyone where they can find you if they want to explore your work, uh, take in some of your content. Where are you at online? Oh, thank you so much. Uh, Healwithhypnosis.com, RebeccaWiener.com, Wealthy Woman Resources, and on social media at I am Rebecca Sue. Amazing. All of that will be linked in the show notes as always for those listening. Rebecca, this has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Kristen. I appreciate you and your time and your mission here. Absolutely. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Goddess Talk podcast. If you enjoy this show, I would love so much if you subscribed and left a five-star rating and review. And if you liked this episode, be sure to share it so we can spread this mission together far and wide. You can connect with me on Instagram at I am Kristen Lynch and head to goddessbrandco.com for show notes and ways to work with me. Sending so much love and I'll see you on the next episode.